0: Welcome to the Well Grand Rapids Message of the Week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experienced the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy L. Ali. Good morning. Stand to your feet if you can. Ready? Today is a new day. Today I will be transformed by the power of God, by the presence of God. And by the word of God, to never be the same, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. You can be seated. How is everyone? Good. How was your week? Good? Mine was kind of, ew, it was like, it ebb and flowed, let's just say that. We'll go with ebb and flow. Um. I want to touch something on something that Max had said about offerings, <clears throat> about giving, and um, actually I'm going to wait. I've got to, I'm going to pause. Pause button. Just remind me I paused. Okay, and we'll go back to that because I do want to. Um, we've been doing the hymn series, and because uh, our focus is all on Jesus, all about everything that He is and all that he has accomplished. And uh, I'm just thrilled to really focus on the person of Jesus Christ. Um, Sometimes we can get so caught up in our own busyness of life and what God's going to do for me that we forget just to focus on him and uh, how amazing and how beautiful he is. And there's a song. um, I can't remember exactly how it goes, and I'm not going to sing it. Amen. Um, But there's a line that says that as we're focusing on him or something like that, but um, these things of earth will grow strangely dim. And it's true. It's like what, what you focus on expands. And so when I focus on Jesus, all of a sudden my love begins to expand, not only for him, but for others. And before I know it, I'm able to love those people who actually are somewhat unlovable. And, and yet you can, because you have the love of God that's boiling up on the inside of you. So this morning what I wanna focus on is gratitude. And what's been so amazing is from the huddle in the office to everything that's already taken place this morning, it's all been about Thanksgiving and about really just being appreciative for what God has done and who he is. And uh, when we were, I wasn't able to um, stay on the whole prayer call, the team and I pray every week Um, for you guys, um, we gather, um, online and we pray and, um, we pray for you guys. We pray for our city, um, and we pray for, um, the church and whatever else the Lord lays upon our heart, because nothing is done unless it's birthed in prayer first. And, uh, it's first and foremost, and it's at the heart of God that we keep our eyes and our ears open to what it is that he's saying and what he's wanting to do. And, um, one of the things I'm, I'm asking the Lord, because I, the, what my makeup is, I'm a very, um, as you guys know, I'm very high energy. I, I can be very driven. I, I, love to like, I'm, I love to accomplish things, and um, I'm, an achie- I'm achievement-motivated. like I'm an achiever. I love to achieve. And so when I look at something that looks like as though it's out of place or out of sync, my first thought is how to correct it. And, you know, it's like, well, this needs to be corrected, or this needs to be changed, or that needs to be adjusted, or whatever. And um, so I was praying to the Lord about it, because sometimes I feel like we're in stagnant waters. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want stagnant waters. I want us to be a people who are filled to overflowing, that we're just, we're full. And that we're not just, it's not just us four no more. You know, I want to see this church expand not for just the, the, for the sake of numbers, but that's what the kingdom should do. And, you know, you said this morning that if he be lifted up from the earth, all men will be drawn unto him. And so I'm like, there is something that's not right. There's something not right if it's, I'm looking at the same people. I'm like, so as a, as a leader and as a pastor, I have to do like, okay, what an inventory, what are we doing? What can we change? And what what is our focus? And what needs to shift? You know, just go through all the list. And all I could think of was this, and it was gratitude. To be thankful and to continue to focus upon him. That's not just for me, I'm saying to you. (laughs) Be thankful, be grateful focus on Jesus, what will happen as a result is that you will share the good news with the people that are around you. You will not be a, um, what do I want to say, like a, a pipe that is stopped up. I mean, how many of you ever had a pipe in your house where it's like, oh no, you know, it's like there's no, there's no flow and there's going to be a problem because it's going to bust if something doesn't get fixed. Well, that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna implode if we don't keep our eyes on Jesus and keep the flow going. And um, Yeah. So I looked up how many times, so I looked up gratitude. I looked up the word gratitude in the thesaurus. And here's the different words that means gratitude. Acknowledgement. Do we acknowledge Jesus in everything? Obligation. We're obligated to him first and foremost. Recognition. We recognize who he is and what he's done. We have thanks. We give thanks to him for all that he is. Appreciativeness. We appreciate him. Grace. We give grace to him and to each other. Gratefulness. Honor. Indebtedness. Honor. Where there is gratitude and thanksgiving, there will be honor. The opposite of honor is what? You guys all know dishonor. But it's also entitlement, entitlement which we, won't, we don't like that here, right? Indebtedness. Praise response, responsiveness, thankfulness, thanksgiving, and the sense of obligation. Now we're going to t- turn to Luke chapter 7, <clears throat> verse 36. I'm going to stop for a second too. I want to go back to the offerings. I just saw my play button hit. hit. So my pause was on, now my play button is on. Let me talk to you about giving for just a second because I thought what Max said was so good. But do you know that there's a giving of finances, and there's a giving of who you are, your, your gifts, what God has given you, your talents. Those all come from God. They are separate. Because you are giving of your gifts and of your talent doesn't mean you don't give of your finances. They are two separate things. And what happens in the body of Christ, and especially in a, in when we're in a church that we're, we're building, is that everybody's giving of their time. And then they think that they don't have to give up their finances. They're separate. They're not the same. Our finances, actually, there's more talk about money in the Bible than anything else. Because it's something that has a hold on us. And God knew it. He is God. And so when we actually relinquish that hold and give him everything, what what he said is so true. It's 10% is a starting point. When I got saved, um, so I have a harder time understanding, um, I'm just being honest, but when I got saved, that was just a normal foundational truth, and I couldn't wait to give. And I gave, like, ridiculously, to the point where I probably gave too much. I gave, I mean, I almost gave the farm away. I just didn't care. I mean, I just didn't have, it wasn't a thing for me. I wanted to give generously because I had just gotten saved. And it says that those who love, those who have been forgiven much, love much. And I was forgiven for so much. My life was such a mess. And when I came to Jesus, I was just like, woo. And I was like, you know what? I just want to give and give and give. And that's just what I did. And it was never a thing for me. I just, I just never was. And then I found out that I didn't have to give everything away. (laughs) I was like, well, this is nice. I can actually keep my home. But if he told me to, I would have. That's just how radical it was when I came to know Jesus. I gave rings off my fingers. I've seen cars get given away. We've seen it here because people had a kingdom mindset, it wasn't a me mindset. It wasn't a self-preservation mindset. Are you listening? OK, Luke 7:36. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived in a, lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there. With an alabaster jar of perfume, and as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, poured perfume on them. And I want to stop there for just a second. Here's this woman who has a uh, understanding that uh, an, uh, Jesus is in this man's house. And she knows that he's the only one that is capable to forgive her of her sins. And she's full of sin. And she knows that her lifestyle has not been what God would have for her. And so she runs and she grabs her perfume. This wasn't just some ordinary perfume. This was in an alabaster box. This was probably a year's worth of wages. She grabs this perfume. She runs at his feet. She gets down on her knees and she begins to just weep. She takes her hair, and she begins to take the tears and, and begins to wash his feet, has um, perfume and oil. Because what's she doing? She's, it's customary in that time that when someone comes into your home, that you wash their feet, that you give them oil. Listen to this. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet He would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. (laughs) Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. See the judgment? That's what the religious spirit does. That's a sinner. Well, that's the whole point. That's why we come to Jesus. Jesus, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher. He said, Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? And Simon replied, well, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, so he looks at the woman He's looking at her, but he's actually addressing Simon. I think that's such a beautiful picture. He's focusing on this woman. So he looks to the woman. Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her own hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. So Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. This is such a beautiful, beautiful picture of an act of thanksgiving and gratitude, what a picture of a life that was just surrendered. Didn't care what anybody thought. It's like what, what Max said earlier about like, you know, he's weeping as he's listening to this story of, of, of this coach. And he's thinking, his first thought was, oh, you know, I probably shouldn't be crying like this isn't a church service. Or isn't like, you know, I'm out of, outside of the walls. But he thought, you know what, I really don't care. When a life is laid down and surrendered unto the Lord... You don't care about those things, what somebody else thinks. There's a boldness that comes up that you just are like, oh, Jesus, I just want to give you everything. And I realize that I'm not really worthy of all that you have given me in the natural, in my own human nature. But what makes me worthy and what makes you worthy is the blood of Jesus Christ and all that he has provided for us. He's the the father sees us through the blood of the son. She knew, I mean, she, it's like the woman with the issue of blood. Like no matter what, I am going to touch the hem of his garment. No matter what, I'm going to go into this home. I'm going to take this super expensive perfume because it doesn't matter nearly as much. As knowing that my sins are going to be forgiven. And not only are my sins going to be forgiven. I just want to worship the one that can forgive them. I just want to worship you. Jesus. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. First thing we do is give thanks. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, which is another form of gratitude. Give thanks to him and praise his name. That whole verse is talking about nothing more than just worshiping and praising him, giving him thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus, that you know what's best for me. Thank you, God. In the midst of all, in the midst of like, like having a hard time trusting you, I I know that you know what's best for me. I know that you know what's best for my children. Thank you, God. I know that you are my provider. You are El Shaddai. I know that you will provide in the midst of anything that's going on, in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of lack, in the midst of abundance, whatever it is, I worship you and I glorify you. I trust you. I give you thanksgiving. I honor you because of who you are. These last three years have been some of the toughest years of my life and my family's life. And I certainly have wept. I went through a divorce. I lost my mom. I lost a very, very dear woman in my life, young woman. Rachel was in a car accident, had a concussion. Matthew had to try to take care of the children by himself. Bud penny almost went belly up in the midst of COVID. The church sanctuary flooded. We lost some of our closest friends during COVID. Because we believed one thing, they believed another. But I said, I don't care. Let's all just doesn't matter. You believe what you want, I'll believe what I want. Let's love. Let's just love. And what it did is it caused me to be so driven to him. I have changed more. My family is witness to it. My team is a witness to it. More in this last year than I have in my whole life. I've had other broken relationships and the Lord said, who and what are you putting your trust in? Am I putting my trust fully, really, in him? Or am I really looking at relationships to, to hold me into a place of safety or security? Or am I looking at finances? Am I looking and a pretty church, what am I looking for? Who or what are we putting our trust in? It has to be in Him. We do not know what's gonna lie up ahead. Why are we doing this series? Because I don't know what's gonna lie up ahead. I hear what a lot of the prophets say, and it's not necessarily all pretty, but what I do know is that God is faithful to His children, that we will never be found begging bread, that the righteous will never be forsaken. But if we don't instill that in ourselves now, in the midst of hardship, we will fall. It has to be so solidified in us now. It's like when we, when you want to learn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to study on he- healing when you actually need it. Learn about it before you need it. Get Get so solid in your faith in Jesus Christ and trusting in him and knowing that no matter what, he will be my righteous tower. He will be my safe place. I don't need a security blanket. I don't need something that's artificial, that's temporary, that's of this world. I need someone who's not of this world, someone who created this world. That's why this Thanksgiving has to happen when we're in the hardest times, not just when we're in the best of times. That we can actually thank him now in the hard times. I have wept, tears running down my face, dripping on my Bible. And at the same time, I find a way deep down inside to give Thanksgiving because I'm like, if I have nothing else, I have you If everyone turns their back on me, I have you. Everyone turns their back on you. You have him. Psalm 107. Verse 21. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Prayer should always be accompanied by thanksgiving and a heart of gratitude that we would recognize who he is. One of the things that we're doing um, as a team, we're starting, I'm like, Lord, I want my whole life to be, I I don't want to just see Oh, I see everything. I'm one of those people, I can walk into a room, and I can tell you if there's one chair that is tilted out just a little bit, I'm like, oh, that's going to drive me crazy. So this morning, I'm like, oh, my gosh, did anybody know that that skirt is all bunched up in a wad under the t-? I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, will it look weird if somebody goes up there? Probably, just let it go, Kathy, just let it go. And then I'm looking over here, and I'm like, why is that mic just sitting there by itself? And there's nobody at it. Why didn't they get rid of that mic? And so I said to, yeah, I said to Aunt Di, I said, do you think it'd be weird if like when I noticed that the camera's only on Matthew, that someone runs up there and just at least puts that thing down, just like, just put it down or something. And I'm like, oh, she goes, no, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Just close your eyes, Kathy. Just focus on him. Just focus. It's true. This is awful, but it's true. And then she leans over and she goes, so I was watching Sid Roth, and angels have been entering into the, uh, worship services, so that's probably for one of the angels to sing. I <laughs> said, so we'll just go with that. <laughs> oh, No. What? Oh, yes, you're right. It is. Thank you for noticing that. He's just like me. So back to gratitude. (laughs) One of the things that we're doing in our meetings is the first thing is like share something, a testimony and a praise of your personal life and your professional life. So that's how we start our meetings, focusing on what is happening that's good Catabolic energy will break you down. That's what it does. Anybody who's ever lifted weights, knows anything about exercise or working out, it's catabolic, breaks down the muscles so that they can be built back up. Anabolic energy is that which builds up. If you operate out of catabolic energy all the time, that low level of energy, you're always gonna see what's wrong instead of also seeing what's right. It's okay to see what's wrong And to fix it. But if that's all where you live, you're going to be a critical, fault-finding, depressed person. So we have to rise above. Recognize those things, but don't stay there. And so I'm like, okay, God, help me. I I want to live a life that's gracious and full of you. So that, what's this? I want to see the kingdom of God expanded upon the earth. Jail Ministry saw five or six women get saved on uh, last Sunday. Can we give God praise for that? That's five or six, whichever it was. People, they aren't going to hell. Can we give God praise for that? that's a big deal. Wow. And you guys probably all have testimonies. We need to do another testimony. Worship service. We testify of God's goodness upon the earth. Philippians 4.6 says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Then the peace of God will surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Then you'll have peace. There's something that happens inside of you when you start to give thanks. Your mind shifts, literally releases like endorphins when you have thanksgiving. And thanksgiving to the one and only, first and foremost, who deserves, deserves it more than anyone. Last, Colossians 4.2, continue earnestly in prayer being diligent in it with thanksgiving. Let's be a people that is so grateful and so thankful for him. That first and foremost, we look to him, the author and finisher of our faith. Because like I said earlier, Just remember, we don't know what's coming up ahead. We just really don't. Let's be so solid in our faith because we love Jesus that we fall, 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 fall more in love with him. Like I said last week, we're all on a different place in our journey with God. You can't measure your faith by somebody else's faith. This isn't a comparison thing. What this is, though, is, God, I still have some things. Can I have that blanket back? She's probably embarrassed because this thing has been everywhere. She's probably like, oh, my gosh, this thing's like ragged up. But this is what kids like. Look at that thing. <clears throat> she sucks on it. Ugh, and I'm, I'm holding it. Look at this. this is how my, I love my grandchildren. <laughs> this is Rachel's. <laughs> Rachel, would you come up here? <clears throat> um, I don't know. There's a common theme, and I'm going to go back to it because I've been quoting those scriptures all week to myself because I've had some just, it's been a strange week, and um, It's okay, right? It's okay to have those weeks. It's how do you get through them as it matters. And I just quote the scripture trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I trust you, Lord. You're directing my path. But I have some of this. We all do. And little by little, we get rid of one, and then we find a new blanket, or we get a stuffy. But God's wanting us to get rid of our idols. It happens in His timing, too. He shines a light, and He shows you things. You're like, oh, yuck. Where did that come from? you've had it for a while that's why it became an idol you're starting to look to it instead of me so it really is time for us to put these things down they're getting in the way of us expanding the kingdom of God we have work to do and the work is just like what Jesus said to do the will of the Father and it's so much greater than getting up in the morning, showering and running off to, to work or to, you know, part of taking care of your children, that's great too that's not your only job, I'm just saying there's so much more there's a kingdom to advance, ask God if you don't know what your part is to play, ask him he'll show you but let's get rid of these. Let's get rid of these. I gave him over two this week. And I'm sure there's going to be more this week. And I'm just going to keep doing it. about the well grand rapids please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com